Hi everyone, welcome back to the Nakamo Podcast. I'm your host with the most, Sal. And I'm Cruz. I was going to say something else, but I totally forgot. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, uh, starting with some news, Konami will not be at E3 for 2021. A lot of people are thinking that hopefully they're waiting to see about a new Metal Gear, a new Silent Hill, just them doing anything that isn't just pachinko machines. Yeah, they've been doing a lot of that recently. Yeah, I, I don't care. Like, I don't care for Silent Hill. I know a lot of people have a huge boner for it, but I feel like it comes down. I think the reason I don't like it is because it it's really hyped up. Where yeah. it's just like the what they what they would consider a psychological horror is just like it's just like a toned down version of Lovecraft, which I would prefer. Yeah, but I mean, Lovecraft is one of the things that's really hard to actually capture. Yeah, for Visually, video games. Yeah, because you know he did it in a book, and it's easy to describe something terrible than it is to like actually show something terrible. Yeah, because you know everybody's brain—you read text, you fill in the rest of it. When it comes to video games, you have to have all that stuff done, and it has to work for a majority of the audience. Yeah, so I think that's like my biggest reason that I don't care for Silent Hill. Yeah, because I mean, when you think about it, Pyramid Head. Right, that's probably creepy to somebody, but it's just like a dude with like a metal triangle on his head, uh, who wears like a, a like nothing basically, like just like a loincloth like or a something. Apron, doesn't he? Apron, there we go, and then uh, yeah. carries a big ass sword. No, it's apparently it's a knife. It's a big. I mean, yeah, but it's a knife in the same way that like those like tuna sushi knives are knives, and it's like yeah. that's a sword. It looks like a sword. It's yeah. like it's like four feet long. That's a sword at that point. Um, but for Metal Gear, that'd be cool if they continued it. I don't I don't know what they would do, though, since, you know, it wrapped up with Guns of the Patriots. We got the prequel with Metal Gear 5, Fans in Pain. Maybe they'll have a new IP and they're just working on it and they want to actually do a good thing and wait before they try to hype people up because we saw what happened with uh, No Man's Sky, Cyberpunk. Yeah, but what what I'm hearing from you is that you think that it's possible that Konami has a new IP. Yeah. Uh, When? Did, I, I don't when know. When was the last time they had one? I, I don't know. That's what I'm it's saying. It's been a long-ass time. I'm going to be on the hopeful side for once <laughs> and not just be on the hater side. I'm fully on the hater side when it comes to Konami. Anyways... Uh, the news Among Us is coming out to the PS4 and PlayStation 5 with exclusive content like a Ratchet and Clank skin. I don't know why that matters now since the Among Us hype train died already. Just like Fall Fall Guys. Well, it it hasn't fully died because uh, uh they they started releasing like even more content. You're starting to see a lot more streamers actually play it again again so um and i think this we'll probably start seeing another spike i don't think we're gonna see as big of a spike as we did you know last year mm -hmm. but i definitely think from here out we're occasionally you're gonna see like a little among us spike because yeah. game wise like concept was it is a fun game to play it's just very limited yeah so I, it's very I easy think... to get bored of over time I think what they really need to do is have some way where either if you quit early, you're cheating, you get some kind of ban. Like, if it's not a permanent ban, but, like, a timed ban, because yeah. that that was the part that plagued the game the most. Was Yeah, it was one of the things that made uh, a lot of people get turned off from it is just people that would... Either either they would cheat, or uh, if they were imposter, their partner would get caught, and then they'd be like, fuck it, 
I'm gonna quit too. We'll, we'll end the game now because I can't. I don't think I can be imposter by myself. Yeah. So are you suggesting the creation of a ranked Among Us? I don't. I don't know about ranked, but just some kind of penalty for just dipping out. But then that'll yeah. be hard to do because most people, I'm assuming, play on the phone if they don't have a computer. Like I played it yeah, first on the I'd phone, and, and then, then also, I got it on my Switch because it was like five bucks, and I was like, it's better than using my phone because it's not touch all touch no more. And then more importantly. Most of the audience is probably children. Yeah. Who like, yeah, you could ban kids. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> but like, you know, children have the attention span of like a gopher. So like. Of course, that's going to be a problem in a game where a large majority of the players are children. It's a little bit less excusable when it's something like Call of Duty where it's, you know, kids aren't supposed to play it. They do, but they aren't supposed to play it uh, versus something like Among Us where it's very accessible, very easy to understand. Uh, definitely has, like, they don't cater to a child audience, but because it's got a huge amount of streamers around it and a bunch of YouTube creators, then the audience is naturally going to skew younger. Yeah. So, like, they're... There has to be a way for them to be able to lit like like to mitigate like... that problem without necessarily alienating the large portion of audience they have, which just happen to be children. I definitely feel like a timed where you can't play. Yeah, would work. Do... It's a timeout. Kids get timeouts all the time. Either that or a combination of timeouts, and if you leave too many, you start getting just put into lobbies where it's just with other people who yeah. also do the same thing. Yeah, that way it incentivizes you to stick around even if you die right off the bat because that does suck and it's just like, well, yeah. fuck this. But it's just how the game plays. So the only system that doesn't have it yet is the Xbox or. Technically, the Xbox has it because it is on the Game Pass yeah. for PC, just yes. not the console has it yet. Uh, other news, Mario Party got a new uh, update that lets you finally have online multiplayer two years later. I don't know why they decided to finally throw that up, but now if you have Mario Party and you somehow convinced your friends to get it, now you don't have to go over to their friend's house no more to play it. You yeah. just do it from home, which is... The game is cool to play like the first handful of times but after that just gets really boring for the fact that it's just a it's four stages i feel like there's not really enough you don't have enough chances to dick someone over which was the fun part was to just dick someone over who was gonna win yeah i guess so other news persona 5 strikers sold 1.3 million i'm surprised but not surprised like it's a large number but also it's persona 5 so yeah, the I was going to look up to see how many people actually sat down and went through it all, but surprisingly a huge amount of them on the PlayStation actually got through the main game, which isn't saying much since it is a Dynasty Warrior game. You just mash buttons until you win. There is some strategy needed, but not really. It's just more like make sure you don't use the wrong character at the wrong time. So it's like... Mash buttons, but make sure you don't mash the wrong button. No, it's more like mash the buttons, but make sure your fire person isn't weak to water. Ah, okay. Pokemon rules. Got it. Yeah. Moving on. The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles is coming to the Switch and the PS4 and the PC. Is that a new one or is that the collection? It looks like it's a new one. Like the the cover for it has like a Sherlocky home looking character. Like a. Yeah. Ace Attorney, but it could be all of them. I know it is coming out in July, even before I put it that it was coming out in July, because I saw the pre-orders for it on the on Twitter. Yeah, and and I think it's only forty bucks. So if you like those kind of games, which I'm surprised a lot of people do, for the fact that 
when you think of the stereotype for a gamer, it's just the Call of Duty bros. So the yeah. fact that most of them can get through a game that is mostly reading and making sure you pay attention is really surprising to me that it does well. But I mean, also, like, the visual novel genre is fucking huge. Yeah, it is. There's so much of that shit on the Switch. eShop, it's crazy. Yeah. So I, I feel like, you know, it's it's more so there's a stereotype of gamers and it just doesn't hold true versus yeah. like that is the rule and some people don't fit it. Yeah, I definitely feel like uh, Ace Attorney and Dangaropa falls in line where it's a visual novel, but I, yeah. I feel more than not people look up the answers. Like I, I generally don't feel like 90%. I feel like 90% of the people who play it use some kind of cheat sheet. I don't know. Uh, Ace Attorney has always been very, like... I'm like, never, you get all the answers. Yeah, like, I've never played an Ace Attorney game. Then Maybe that's why I feel like mm. that. But coming from Dangaropa, like, there's been times where I played the, the first two. Yeah. And there's times where I had to go back a previous save because I missed something. But that's just because I wanted to try to get the, like, the true ending, quote-unquote yeah. true ending. But I feel like most people wouldn't have the patience to do that, where it's like, oh, damn, I missed that one thing. Let me redo this whole chapter like I would. I feel like most people would just look up the answers and be like, all right. I think that the difference with Ace Attorney is that by, by like, the nature of it being a detective-centric like story, uh, you're definitely getting players who are more likely to, A, pay attention to what they're reading, and then B, try to go over everything because you're given like objects and you investigate those objects and the tutorial will prompt you to do it. But from that point on, every case that you get, you have the option of doing it, but you also can forget about it. Like if, if you weren't, you know, the type of player who was super into this kind of game, you'd probably gloss over a bunch of stuff that you either didn't pay attention to the first time or were aware of but forgot. But I feel like with Ace Attorney, most of the players are people who, you know, it's a detective-centric thing, are they're going to pay more attention. And Ace Attorney is very much like, you know, you interview people and you take a look at uh, crime scenes and then the evidence brought from those crime scenes, you're more than likely going to be somebody who's going to pick up on those details ahead of time. Because, like, the whole thing ends in a court case, obviously, every yeah. and so you have to catch people when they're lying. But even then, the game doesn't necessarily make it super subtle, right? The dude will be like, oh, I was uh, I was at the corner store at, you know, fucking 2 a.m. buying, you know, this this kind of drink uh, when I, you know, I, the when that's when the cops said I was actually murdering somebody. And then, you know, if you were paying attention, you found out that that particular corner store closes at 1 a.m. So you couldn't have been there at 2 a.m. So you weren't there at 2 a.m. So... And it's things where, again, if you're that kind of person that's into detective shit, you're probably paying enough attention to pick up on, like, the the very obvious thing that's wrong in a sentence. Yeah. Because it's not like, I was wearing a blue checkered shirt. Oh, you weren't, no, you weren't. That was at the laundromat. Like, you know, it's not going to be, like, tiny details. It's yeah. usually one of the, like, four or five big details that you're like, that one's the wrong one. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like when it comes to, I just don't have very much confidence in in gamers for the fact like uh, L.A. Noir. I feel like that is another is another huge one where people looked up the answers because that one I had to do it multiple times. Oh, I uh, I didn't look anything up. I just dealt with whatever yeah. happened. See, I, and I'm gonna be honest with you, 
Some people died that didn't need to. Yeah, no, for, for me, for L.A. Noir, I almost got, like, everything right. But that's for the fact that I had to restart some fucking missions yeah. over and over again. And I didn't have to, but I, I stuck with it just because it's like, all right, I know this is not the right answer. This is the right answer. But I don't know. So I you just brute forced your way through the game. Pretty much. And I feel like I just don't have confidence in people where it's just like, so many people like to try to brag that yeah. they did something on the first try, yeah. which is like, no, you didn't. Yeah, no, I just live with my mistakes, and I don't question if 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 somebody's like, oh, there's other. I've said it before. If somebody's like, oh, there's a bunch of endings to this, I play through it the one time. I live with whatever result I got, and if I'm curious, I'll YouTube the other endings. Yeah. Most of the for certain games, I'm like that. For RPGs, I'm like that. If I get the bad ending, I get the bad ending. Yeah. But for, like, story-driven games like that, that's, like, the only time I'll sit there and be like, fuck, let me go back and try this again. Because just so many people try to bullshit, like, oh, no, I did that the first try. Really? It took you that long to do that one part? Like, To your credit with Eleanor, though, the uh, uh, interviews with or, or interrogations, they're just terrible. Because, like, a lot of the conclusions are predicated on what you get from particular interrogations or questionings. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the game, the the whole production behind it, they were touting this, like, crazy technology. They're going to use, like, a shit ton of cameras to, like, map oh, yeah, an actor's yeah, yeah. face so you can get, like, a true look at what they look like. And it's like they spend all the time on the equipment and, and none of the time on seeing if some of those people can actually act. Yeah. Because, like, half of them, it's like they'll just, like, plain face say something and then like grimace at the end of it and it's like who fucking does that <laughs> ever that's not how you sell a lie you just look like you shat your pants <laughs> yeah I don't know when it comes to games like this I'm always very step I can't even pronounce it spectacle. skeptical skeptical spectacle is like glasses. glasses yeah and it, it just for the fact that most people that I talk to when it comes to games like that, it's like, I don't believe you. I'm like, it's like, I know you well enough to know you yeah, don't have like, the mental capacity for that. Like, I'm I'm not the smartest person. I'm I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I fucking figured that out my first try. Like, no, if I I'm definitely someone that if it took me more than once, I'll say it. I won't bring it up, but I'll, I'll like I admit to it. But there's other people where it's like, no. I don't, I don't believe you for a second. You had to look up a guy. You watched someone else do it. That's how you That's how you got to the answer. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it is sort of that, like, what's that thing that's, like, the reverse of imposter syndrome? Where, like, because imposter syndrome is, like, I'm in this area that's, like, you know, elevated, but I don't feel like I have the mental capacity for it. It's a thing that a lot of, like, people that are, like, CFOs or CEOs or things like that get where they go to work and they're like, is today the day I'm going to get fired because they realize that I don't fucking know what I'm doing. Mm. There's an opposite of that, and it has a name, and I'm blanking on it, right? I actually tried Googling it, and even Googling, I couldn't figure uh, what it is. But there's a thing where some people know so little about a subject that they think there's little to understand in the first place. And so they, they feel like they're experts. And usually those people are people you don't listen to because they, they, they probably don't actually know what they're talking about. Because what you tend to find is the more you understand about uh, especially a broad subject, the more you understand how little you actually understand. And I feel like that is something that you come into contact with even in, like, the world of, of fucking, like, gamers and shit, where, like, 
you have people that are like, oh, yeah, no, I'm just so amazing at it. Cause blah, 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 blah. And then you watch them and you're like, you're not, though. Yeah, no, there's definitely people. I think that's one of the reasons that I stopped really watching Twitch people. Like, I stream on Twitch. Um, yeah. Palco Imposter at Twitch.tv. But I don't like to watch other people play for the fact it's like, I feel like I can do a better job than you. And if yeah. that's the point, then I'll just get the game. The Dunning-Kruger effect. That's what I'm referring to. Uh, it's people who think that they're better than they are at a thing. They're confident, like, I'm a fucking pro. And they're they're not. They're, they're just lacking the actual like capacity to understand how much more there is to learn it i feel like that's like 99 percent of the people who played the soul series yeah probably yeah that that's there's again. a breadth of ways it's also one of the reasons why like i remember we talked about souls before and you were like i hate people who use shields or swords if yeah. you do that you're a bitch for me that was one of the things where it's like the fuck dude because <laughs> to me it's like if there's like a billion ways to to play this game and you can make it to the end, you did what you had to do. No, exactly. But I think what I'm getting is where people are like, oh no, it, it took I didn't die not once, and you're just like, yeah, of course, you're using everything that oh, the game yeah. gives you to to make it safe. So it's like it's like it's like if you're playing an RPG <clears throat> and then you put all of your stat like you know fucking like your defense and your attack, you don't do anything with your charisma, nothing like that, yeah. and then you burn through the game and you're like. Man, I could, like, one-shot most of these enemies. It's not yeah, that hard. Yeah. It's like, well, you, every time you spoke to a townsperson, you sounded retarded. <laughs> yeah. Because it... you've got your maxed-out defense and your maxed-out attack and everything else is lacking. Everybody else is balancing shit out. Yeah. For when it comes to the souls, like, the way most people, the most way that I've seen people play is heavy armor, heavy shield, you know. Everything they can do to protect themselves. Yeah. Everything they can do to take a hit and not die. And not die. And to me, like, I just don't like to put like that's the reason that I You'd like say that's closer to like that's like an easy mode thing. Yeah, do. like that's the reason that I gravitated to Sekiro is for the fact that if you can make it to the if you can get the true ending to the yeah. game, Which you know I could not. Then you you fucking earned the you know the trophy the pl- or whatever because that shit is not that is hard to do. Yeah, because like I went through it, I got the true ending, and that shit was hard as fuck. I would love a Sekiro too, but it would. There's no way it would happen for the fact that the way the game ends... It doesn't leave a window open 90% of the player base didn't even get it, get yeah. that ending. But, I mean, also, I feel like they, they make endings like that specifically because they know 90% of the player base isn't going to. Hmm. You wouldn't make, like, you wouldn't make a game that has a quote-unquote true ending, put so much importance on that, and then make it, like, the default ending that's going to happen out of you know, 16 other choices. You make it the hardest one. Yeah, granted, um, I didn't even know there was a true ending except for one of my friends told me, he's like, oh, do this. And I was like, all right. Because most of the time he plays the games ahead of me. Yeah. So it's like, all right, I, I trust this person enough to be like, all right. Because the, the, this is the same person that told me to decline every deal in the Royal to get the true ending. Yeah. Which again, that's when you go through it's like okay that makes sense why you would yeah. de- you would decline but i don't know it's like getting the it's like getting the uh the ending in far was it far cry 4 where it's like the first thing you do when you meet him is he's like sit down at this table i'll be right oh back. yeah that's the ending i got yeah if you get like the, the the true ending for that it's just you sit down at the table and you wait for him to get back yeah that, and then the game ends yeah that's the ending i got because uh you can speed run that shit in like 10 minutes by doing that one of my roommates got it and i was like cool let me play it and he's like yeah go for it and then i heard that you, that's how you get one of the endings and yeah. i just sat there and i was like all right cool i beat it and he's like what and i was like yeah do you just wait and he's like 
I never thought about waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about doing the game, the thing the game directly tells me to do. Yeah. Which I mean, in those games, yeah, most people are like, "It's time to cause havoc." Yeah, it's like I'm out of here. But no, you just you just chill, and the game ends. Yep, I like shit like that. But looping back, Ace Attorney coming out in July. Oh yeah, Switch, PS4, PC on the 27th of July. Yep. Uh, Cells at Work it got a free COVID-19 vaccine manga as like a push to get everybody to actually get the vaccine. And normally, whenever I see stuff like that, whenever I see people do like songs or yeah. shows or anything like that about about like a push like that it always comes off as really fucking cheesy mm -hmm. and annoying to me it comes off as cringe and i hate it however sells at work doing that makes completely perfect sense no yeah definitely because the whole th like the whole point of sells at work is let's take something that your your body actually does and we're going to use you know anthropomorphized versions of like cells and shit like that to show you the process that your body goes through when this happens. And I feel like when you're talking about something where there's a genuine concern for the vaccines, how they work, whether or not they were, you know, there's a lot of people who are talking about where they rushed, blah, blah, blah. You've got people on one side being like, they're completely safe. You've got other people on the other side being like, I'm, you know, I've got questions. And, you know, a lot of that conflict comes up. I think pulling something else out like this, where you're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna show you with these characters you already know, with this property you already know that already does this shit. We're gonna show you the process. This is from you getting it to it, you know, several days down the line or whatever. What your body goes through, so that you're not scared because we've explained it to you. This is exactly what's going to happen. I feel like that makes a whole lot of sense. This one actually makes sense. This feels like the perfect proper if if not this osmosis jones yeah between the two that shit's gone yeah between the two that those are the per or i guess magic school bus but the new magic school bus kind of sucks yeah i saw that a lot of people were uh mad that miss fritz frizzle yeah is got rid of it no she's still there they just changed the way that she looks yeah well uh, that's what i mean like her yeah. hair isn't as frizzy as her name they they changed the the visual part of it, but like also one of the things I don't like because I have a nephew and we put on cartoons for him. Um, one of the things I don't like is just the actual episodes. They're not as like cool. Before it was very much like we're gonna give you a whole lot of information and like there's gonna be some wacky goofy stuff. This one it just feels like somebody dumped a Wikipedia page that they're just having children read and there's no like <laughs> actual fun part of it. Yeah. So yeah. Unfortunately, normally I would say that would also be a very good property to do this kind of thing with. It'd be natural, but with the new series, I feel like it would just be boring. Uh, Sunny Boy is a original sci-fi survival anime that's going to be coming this year to Funimation. It's like an ensemble thing. There's like 30 main characters. Uh, and it's, you know, it's basically all about these like kids that it's a big it's, it's a big isekai. It's a big isekai. They're in school, and then suddenly they're not in school. That's all That's all that I know so far. Damn. Yeah. And the last bit of news, by the time you hear this, you most have already, you might have already watched the Demon Slayer movie, but I, I watched it opening weekend. It was pretty good. For quality-wise, the animations were nice. Everything was fluid. I watched the dub. If you hate me, eat a dick. <laughs> it was surprisingly good. Apparently, there was a, a scene or two that was missing from the manga that yeah. wasn't put in the, in the movie. But uh, overall, the the action, again, was good. The story was good. 
There were some parts that I thought was annoying. Like, majority of the time, it takes place in someone's dream, people's dreams. Yeah. The main cast dreams. And the main character, bro, the entire first season is like, you know, him yelling about his sister. Yeah. How much he cares about his sister, what he's willing to do for his sister. Yeah. And that's like the first thing that came to my mind when he went into the dream world was, hey, where's your sister? Homeboy does not even think about her until like near like halfway through the movie when he you know he's like uh she comes out of the box and is like headbutting him burning him mm-hmm. when he like starts to like a little bit like realize like oh shit I might be asleep right now yeah and that's when it hits him it's like hey where's Nezuko and it's just like it took you this long and I know some people are gonna argue and be like oh he was happy to see his family but it's just like Nezuko is part of his family why was he like where is she why is she not here you figure even if he didn't like her she's been such a concern for him the entire time that she just naturally pop up yeah and they in the dream they're like oh she's up in the mountains and that's when he's like what the heck in the broad daylight and again his family's like what the fuck are you talking about yeah so I, I think that was like my biggest complaint about that is just like it took him so long to realize that she wasn't there that that should immediately triggered him be like something's up yeah there was uh, one thing that the main character says that I thought was hella true was like, the demons are cowards, you know, we wait till nighttime to fight you, you know, we give you the upper advantage. Yeah. And I was talking to Vince, and then Vince was with us afterwards, and he's like, I was like, yeah, do you know, like, tell it true, and Vince's response was, yeah, no shit, you don't yell out a fish to come fight you on land, because they're in the water, and I was like, oh shit, you're right. Yeah, like, if they only come out at night, <laughs> yeah, you don't have the option of fighting them in the day. Yeah, so I was like, of course I'm, you'd fight them in the day if you I could, like, when they're weaker. I was like, damn, guess you got a point, you got a point, Vince. Yeah, you know, like, damn, that Mr. Bass, you're putting up a large fight, I'd like to see you try that shit <laughs> on oh, land man, right like no <laughs> so i was like oh shit vince yeah you got me i was <laughs> too distracted with homeboy speaking facts so it's like well, oh, that yeah. makes sense they're gonna hide what are you gonna yeah. do it's like it's it just it sounded so fucking awesome that he yeah, didn't even think about it yeah exactly because it's like oh yeah about gonna, how dumb that statement I'm is i'm gonna fight a shark <laughs> but on land it's like hey you naturally have the advantage on the land of course <laughs> In the water, you're dead. Yeah. On land, doesn't stand a chance. Right. But uh, overall, it's a good movie. So um, its digital release isn't set until June. Yeah, I was going to buy it, but I was like, I'll just wait for the Blu-ray because yeah. um, my girlfriend really likes Demon Slayer. Yeah. Uh, I, bought, I bought her a fig of the flame guy, you know, one of the main characters for the movie. And, like, it didn't occur to me until after I got it for her. I was yeah. like, Dude, why is this guy your favorite? We haven't seen this guy do anything. Other than hate on main character, bro. Maybe she just doesn't like the main character, bro. No, she said that she just likes flame people. Like Ace ah. is her favorite from One Piece. That makes sense. But uh, that that's it for yeah, that's it for the news, news for today. Don't toy with me, Miss Nagatoro. There we go. I was gonna Don't say. Don't toy with me, Miss Nagatoro. Which is a is an anime about uh, a dude, a very skittish, shy kid. Who starts getting bullied by a girl younger than him. And uh, Cruz says that it's very similar to the Azuku-chan. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to, you know, straight up together. Let's get this out of the way. Fucking hated 
Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nike Tower. Fucking I, hated it. I Couldn't liked stand it. a goddamn moment of it. And for the same reason why I didn't like uh, Uzaki-chan, which premiered like two seasons ago. The only difference is eventually I liked Uzaki-chan because they introduced two characters that weren't Uzaki-chan that were actually interesting. But this like, I don't know, it's just the type of anime I'm not into. Like the, the anime where it's like, oh, I'm just uh, just your average kind of, you know, shy dude. Doesn't really know how to talk to people. And now I've got this annoying fucking bitch following me around everywhere. Mm-hmm. Doing literally the same thing every time. Like, what what am I supposed to get out of that? That's fun. None of it was fun. The first episode of Nagatoro is they're in a school. He meets her. She annoys the shit out of him. She teases him, you know? It's always like mildly sexual at the very least. Sometimes it's overtly, but it's sometimes mild. She teases him and and she like, you know, she kind of is like, oh, you know, we're going to do something a little bit sexy. And then he's like, what? And she's like, aha, psych, you thought, dumbass. (laughs) Second episode, he's trying to draw something at school. And then she comes in and she goes, we're going to do something a little bit sexy. And then he's like, really? And she's like, no, psych, dumbass. That's the whole second episode. <laughs> Third episode, they get caught in the rain outside. So she's like, let's go to my house. We'll play a video game. And then she's like, let's do some sexy. And then he's like, really? And she's like, no, dumbass. That's all three fucking episodes. It's tell me I'm fucking wrong. <laughs> Dude, you're hella wrong. She hella just wants some uh, shy version dick. Yeah, that's the thing, though, right? Like, that's always the subtext in, in this kind of show, whether it's Uzaki-chan, whether it's this one, it's always like, oh, the girl that's being really fucking annoying also really likes the dude. It's just mm. the only way she can express it. And I, I think that's the reason that I like it, because I had similar experience, not to the degree that this this yeah. poor guy gets, but I've been in that situation in uh, junior high, in yeah. early high school school where there was this girl that annoyed the fuck out of me and at the time because one i still lived in utah so i still live with my dad yeah and two i was still younger or I, if this was if this happened to me today if i was single it happened to me today even if i lived in utah i would have backhanded shit out of this bitch yeah because back then I wouldn't do it because one, if my dad heard me, he'd beat the shit out of me. And then two, I still believed in the, you shouldn't hit a woman no matter yeah. what. Well, nowadays, even if my dad was still here, now if a girl acted retarded with me, I, equal left, equal I will rights. fucking backhand the bitch. The <laughs> only one that I wouldn't do it to is one, my girlfriend and like my mom and my grandma. Yeah. But any other girl, they're, they're fucking fair go, game. Yeah. You come at me sideways, you're going to catch a fist. <laughs> I don't care who you are, what you are, what you identify, you you fucking act froggy, froggy gonna jump. Yeah. But I think that's the reason that I like the show is because I've been into the similar situation where a girl was being annoying. They were being aggressive and they knew they could be aggressive because I wouldn't do anything back to them. So I think that's the reason that I can get ace. Like, oh, it reminds me back in the day when things were easier. And I think that's the reason that I like it is just for the fact that I've been in something similar. It wasn't as annoying. Yeah. Like there was like there there was some yeah. some other stuff, but it was more like, hey, hey you can't do nothing because I'm a girl and you're a dude. Maybe that's why I don't get it because like I've I guess I've been in a similar situation before where like you know you hang around somebody who like. Kind of, it's kind of obviously like you, but they're annoying. I've never entertained that at any... I was even, like, growing up, I was way worse than I am now. Because, like, the way I am now, 
it's very easy for me to just like I guess disconnect from somebody to just be like you know what I'm I'm oh I'm algorit I don't want to deal with this and then just stop talking to that person when I was a kid I was way worse with that like I was like directly rude to people where like now as an adult if I don't want to talk to somebody I just won't and if I run into them you know pleasantries whatever as a kid I would have been like shut up you're annoying me go away like. Yeah. And so maybe maybe just that personality difference where like I you saying that like you know you were you know sort of had to be nicer because she was a girl and whatever like I I wouldn't punch anybody but if somebody was annoying me I just wouldn't interact with them. Yeah. And maybe that's why I don't get this because I, mm-hmm. it's a situation where were I in that situation I would have just been like this wasn't worth my time. Yeah. Like, go and, away. And she even brings it up. She's like, you don't get mad, do you? And the guy's like, I do. I just don't act on it. Yeah. I, I would very much act on it. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So I think that's the reason that I like it. It just because, yeah, it, it reminds me back when I was still in junior high. Yeah. Early high school was just like, there was just a group of girls that I used to take the bus. And it's just like, God damn it. God fucking damn it. Yeah. Why are you like this? I guess. And, and, and it I was. I can see that. And it was worse because I dated with one of the sisters because yeah. it was two of them. But they were like years apart. Yeah. So me and the first one were done. And then the second one, the one that was the one that was the most annoying. Yeah. All of a sudden was just trying to want to try, try some chorizo. And it's just like I literally got done with your sister. Yeah. A month ago. Not even a month ago. At least wait a little bit. Fuck. Yeah. It's a little, a little, it's a little bit of a homie hopper. Yeah. I will say from like a technical perspective, this is a well done anime. Yeah. The voice acting is good. The animation's good. Um, the pacing of it's fine. It's just A, the same plot every episode and B, I, I don't gel with that kind of character. It just, mm. it bothers me too much. Like, yeah. Even in Uzaki-chan's case, I didn't like Uzaki-chan. I liked the bartender and his daughter. They were good characters, but Uzaki-chan I didn't like. And for the same reason, I don't like Miss Nagataro because, like, I can see sort of the appeal, I guess, you know? You've got this dude who's not good at talking to people and this girl who's a bitch and a bully. And I can see how that kind of person would like to bully the fuck out of the guy who's not going to do anything because that means they get to do it more. But um, I just, watching it, it, I don't find it to be something that's, like, my thing. Mm -hmm. But overall... I wouldn't recommend this, but I know there's there there is an appeal for it. Yeah, like you said, I'm pretty sure Vince and Jacob would watch this. Oh, for sure, Vince for sure. Yeah, I from what I've heard of Uzaki Chan, I don't think it would remind me when I was younger like this one does. Yeah. So I think the other one I wouldn't care for. I would be annoyed, but this one for whatever. Uzaki Chan, it's a similar thing. Like a girl who she's definitely a lot more cutesy, less of a dick, but also had shares that quality of like i'm gonna follow you around everywhere and hey what are you doing what are you doing right now Mm. why are you not doing it with me why are we not hanging out together oh you just want some time to yourself you could have some time to yourself with me like that kind of that's also i guess uh a kind of person that i in life i've never really gelled with so yeah so well maybe is also a reason why i I don't necessarily like watching it either yeah but other than that um you already summed up three episodes i mean because it's that easy like he tries to do a normal thing and then she teases him and then like hints at something sexual and he's like no we're not and then and then she keeps repeating it until he's like wait is she being serious and then as soon as he's like wait is she being serious she's like haha fuck you i was joking so you know it's it's the same thing over and over again. Mm. Maybe down the road, maybe within a uh, you know, few more episodes, they start doing some different stuff. But at least for the first three, it very yeah. much seems like this is just the, the, the show. 
Yeah, I'm not going to continue watching this. You yeah, know, I'm I, hard pass for me. I had a hard time finishing. The like, <laughs> if if someone tells me something crazy happens, maybe, but no, this yeah. is definitely. I'm I'm not. As soon as I was done with the third episode, I was like, that was cool. Moving on. Yeah, which we were doing with Odd Taxi, which is one that apparently we talked about. I don't remember. We've we've brought it up on the podcast a few times. We brought you, up the you brought it up. Cause we, I can't remember. Yeah, we've brought up the uh, the announcement that it was coming out, and there was doing this whole push where there's like a manga with it too that came out at the same time, and the soundtrack, and like it seems like there's a big push. Oh behind yeah, it. yeah, now that sounds uh, familiar. And then we brought it up on at least one more time. I I don't remember why. Oh, the trailer. We brought up when they did the trailer for it because I saw it. And I thought, like, this looks weird. In, and not, like, weird as in, like, ooh, it looks wacky, but, like, weird as in, like, this looks like one of those shows where they're, like, ooh, look, fun animal show or fun whatever show. But there's mm. something, like, darker happening in it because yeah. they hint at some stuff. And the anime straight up opens with it. It opens yeah. with a, a body being wrapped up in cinder blocks and tossed into the ocean. Yep. And that sets the, the tone for it, like, immediately. But was it real or was it just a dream? No, it's real. No, the guy wakes up and he's like, oh, shit, was right. I dreaming? Right, but the whole thing is surrounding the, uh, the disappearance of a girl uh, mm. and uh, a crime organization that may or may not be involved and also the main guy. Okay, so backing up a little bit, the plot is uh, there's a walrus dude who's like, he's like a middle-aged walrus man who is a mm. taxi driver. Who isn't. A walrus man. Remember, he has a weird disease where he sees everyone as animals because he can't sleep. And that's why the gorilla was... At, that's why he asked him, do I still look like a gorilla to you? And he's like, yes, you still do. Ah. So every this whole thing takes place with real, real, people. Quote, real yeah. people, but the, we're looking at it with the lens of the main character who has some kind of disease or some kind of, some kind of yeah. mental... Illness. Which, uh, actually, when I was watching it, my wife walked by and she's like, why are you watching furry shit? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> when I watched it too, I was just like, Chris making me watch furry porn again. And, and, uh, normally, you know, that, you know, like furry stuff, I'm not a big fan of. Like no, anthropomorph- not at all. <laughs> anthropomorphic animals and stuff. Like the only show that's even like that, that I enjoyed the, was like the Berenstain Bears. The only one that I enjoyed was or fucking- Cat Dog. Um- Space Jam. But yeah, back to Odd Taxi. Like, I feel like this is one of those instances where making it animals was actually like, it actually adds something to it. It's not just like, ooh, it's fun. Mm. But also, the whole show has this kind of like unsettling tone to it. Mm. And so seeing everybody as animals helps. Like, it, it would still work if they were people, but making them animals. Especially distinct animals where it's not yeah. like, oh, they're all bears or, oh, they're all elephants. They're all like random animals kind of helps sell that feeling no, of definitely. like, oh, this is this is a little bit odd. But it's about a dude who is a taxi driver and he starts picking up like patrons that all have their own story. And I like that aspect of it where like, oh, one episode he's he's carrying like a, a, a comedy duo. Another one he's carrying this like, you know, nurse lady. And then another one, you know, it, it, it's kind of that thing where it seems like every time it's going to be people with different stories. But he starts learning a little bit more about 
this mystery, this disappearance of this girl and the guy who is suspected in taking her and whether or not he's actually connected, how he's connected. And then you see a scene in the first episode of the walrus dude talking to somebody in his closet. Mm -hmm. But he's talking to them like, not like I kidnapped you, but like, why did you come here? You know you can leave whenever you want to. Like, why are you pulling me into this? Yeah. And so it's like, oh, that's got to be the missing girl, right? But then why is she there? How's everybody connected? And every time the show answers something, it, it also creates like three or four more questions. Mm. So this is one of those ones where we got to the third episode. And I the fourth episode is out now as of us recording it. And I wanted to watch it. But I was like, I can't. I got to yeah, do the I, review I, I on the three episodes. To wait till we have five just to see what goes on. But you're right. This is more of a mystery thing. So, yeah, so if us we're, not knowing is, yeah, if is important. We're wondering. And if you listen and you're like, oh, shit, maybe that sounds interesting. And maybe I want to wonder what they're wondering. Yeah. Because the thing is, if you watched the the intro little cinematic thing uh or if you watched, I think it was like the first trailer. I wouldn't be surprised if you were like, oh, this would be a fun show to watch with my kid. <laughs> but like people fucking die. <laughs> Has anyone died yet? There was the person who gets thrown in the water. Yeah. We don't know whose body that is. That's a good point. But um, I think at the, the very least, there's a lot of threats of violence. Yeah, there's definitely a, uh, and a darker tone to it. And it's one of those things, too, where like they show you perfectly acceptable just normal could fit in a slice of life things but it just has this like overarching tone of like sinister yeah there's a the where there's that one kid who's watching like an idol show and he goes and he gets like an autograph and a picture from her and stuff i think it's in the second episode mm. and it's just this really nice interaction where she's like oh i've seen you before you were there like in the crowd literally like the first time we played it's very nice that you're here. They have like a little heart to heart about how things are going. And then he's sort of like moved along by like the bodyguard dude. And he's told like, oh, you know, you're out of time. You got to get going. And so they, you know, they have their pleasantries and they move away. That's a normal scene. That's like you would expect exactly that in any sort of at a fan meetup. There's probably a dude there that's like, it's been two minutes. Time's up. We got to get to the next person. That that kind of thing. But there's just something about that scene where you're like, something's fucking up with that bodyguard. Yeah, he's into no. some shit. No, yeah, and you, you, and you also do see, see him. Yeah, you see that the that the girl that he's talking to also is being fake as fuck. Like uh -huh. she's hella pulling the strings because the main the, the the first fan, or he was one of the five first fans there, and he's like, why did they cover up their face? The other two singers, because yeah. you know they all brought something to the table, and it's just like, well, I bet you she's doing something. And the the same with the nurse. There's a scene where pills go missing and the gorilla dude's like who who could have taken these pills we gotta look into it yeah and then you it cuts to her sitting in the taxi cab yeah the taxi cab and there's just the direction behind this show there's a lot of of really good elements like that like there's uh the main character's friend uh is represented as one of those like i think he's supposed to be one of those like red-faced sauna monkeys that you I see in japan he's supposed to be like a lemur is he? I don't know. I don't know if many lemurs with red faces, and he's got a red face. He's drunk most of the time. You've got a point, so he may just be drunk. But um, he's sitting at the outside of a sauna, I believe. He's sitting on, like, I think they're massage chairs or something. And some big old, I think he's like a hippo or something. No, dude. he's uh, he's what? Um, oh, a tapir, right? No. Isn't he the dude with the nose? Yeah. Uh, no, he's supposed to be an aardvark. Aardvark. There we go. That's is what he? Arthur is. Doesn't Arthur's thing also have that kind of nose? I don't 
I'm gonna be real with you. I don't remember what Argivert's look, look like. I saw the trunk and I I yeah, saw yeah. the the way he looked and it to me I thought tapir. Yeah, I thought, especially uh, since tapirs are also Asiatic animals. Yeah, I thought Argivert. No, either ways. Either way, uh, he sits down next to the main character's like best friend basically, and he starts asking him questions about the taxi driver because he's like, oh, we know this girl who went missing got into his taxi. I need you to investigate. The the character's main character's best friend is just like giving him all his information. And then at the end of the conversation, the tapered dude takes off his earbuds and he hangs up his phone. And he's like, oh shit, he was on the phone the entire time. I hope he didn't hear what I was saying. Yeah. And then late, I think, I don't remember if it's later on in that it's episode the or the next episode. episode. Okay, so it's the next episode that you actually see that dude's perspective and him talking to this like baboon who is the suspect the main suspect in the police investigation into this girl's disappearance but there's just so much about it one of the cops is dirty yeah fuck uh, yeah. you're still unsure about the main character's involvement because like he talked to whoever was hiding in the in the closet very mm. nicely but at the same time they didn't respond so was he talking to a dead person is yeah. he talking to a dead person that is eventually going to be thrown into the water and it's going to like loop around to the intro of the anime? Or is the person just scared? Maybe they already left and he doesn't know that yet. If the baboon's a, su- you know, you're, you're kind of told like the baboon was set up by the people that the baboon works for. Uh, so, you know, how's that going to work out for him? Is he going to turn to be a good guy? Yeah. How's, you know, there's just so much about this. The fact that they're animals and the fact that the main character is a walrus makes it so you can't really tell. Like you, yeah. you see the, the sweat. Like the little sweat beads every now and then, but having he's... them not have like human faces also means that they have the option to make them not emote yeah, in a human way. Like, we're just like, oh shit, did I forget? Yeah, like half the... the time, he's just got like this like stale face where it's like, I don't know if you're upset or happy or yeah. what. It's just, I don't, I don't, I don't see how the guy reminds you of me because of the way <laughs> the way that he talks to people sometimes. It's just like, it's just like, I can picture yourself saying that. Not even what the fuck. Yeah, because there's like times where like the the you know the really drunk best friend is like telling him shit. Okay, so there's also the real drunk best friend is like talking to somebody on Tinder, and he's like fucking like, oh look at this shit, and the main dude's like, she's eighteen, gross. Yeah, that's a child. Well, yeah, because they're in their forties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then also like immediately after he's like, well you know, blah blah blah, and she's like, you sure you're not getting tricked? Like, no fucking, <laughs> just, like, no belief. He's like, well, you know, you did say you're a piece of shit and nobody <laughs> likes you, so yeah. maybe hold on to that feeling. Yeah. And then I was like, I could see Sal doing that to somebody. Yeah, anyway, That'd be funny as shit. So, so wrapping this one up, um, this one I'd like. I recommend Hardcore it. Hardcore recommend. If you want something like a mystery, definitely watch this one. Yeah, this one this one was a surprise for me. Like, yeah, me I had too. an inkling it was going to be good for I, the trailer. I, but... When I saw that there were uh, furry people, that's why I didn't want to watch it. I was Same. like, let's, let's, well, let's go watch Tokyo's Revenge instead. Yeah, which we'll be checking that one out next, next week. Tokyo's Revenge. Yeah, but I was surprised. This one is surprisingly good yeah this one uh, hardcore definitely gonna keep watching it i feel like this is gonna be a week-to-week watch for me too yeah i might do that or i might just wait but moving on to not the not the best one but no the one to talk about the most yasuke is a historical person as you've said multiple times i don't know how we managed to win world war ii against this 
real life event that happened in right. real life. Against all the mechs and the wizards. And the <laughs> fucking wizard. I came into the sh- <laughs> This is a Netflix original. Yeah. It's a, six episodes. We watched all yeah, of them. Yes, the six episodes long. So this this one's actually a review, not a yeah. what we thought. And I remember you telling me, like, this is based on a real person. These guys for reals. Yep. And the first thing you see is big ass fucking mechs, and it's mm-hmm. like, damn, how did we win World War II against these people again, dude? Okay, so, and I was telling you this before the podcast as well. I have, I'm of two opinions about this. Right, the history nerd in me is fucking furious. He is screaming. He is like, Yasuke was a real fucking person, mm-hmm. an actual human being that had such a fucking violent and badass life. You could make like a twelve-part fucking the, Japanese drama the way, series. Yeah, the way you described him, I was thinking of Samurai John Wick. Dude, kind of that, like that's the what shit I that pictured. happened to him. Okay, so his, let's get some history out of the way, right? Nobody knows where he fucking came from. Some people are like he's from Mozambique. Some people are like he's from Namibia. Some people are saying he's like a fucking a yeah, weird I, little I, tribe. I can, whatever. I can hell get behind Mozambique at a certain point. He gets involved with like some Jesuit, it, some Italian Jesuit missionaries. From what we know, he enjoyed the work. They taught him how to speak multiple languages. He went around to different like shoguns in Japan, just telling them about this really cool guy named Jesus. <laughs> uh, and then at a certain point, he meets Oda Nobunaga. And we don't even know the the anime depicts it as like a sale of a slave. However, Historically, it seems like he was not handled as a slave. So we don't know how he he came to work for Nobunaga, but we do know he did at some point. And then from there, like we know that it's because Nobunaga saw him and was like a black guy. I ain't never seen that before. That's interesting. Yeah, they even point that out in the anime where they're like, "Uh, every man deserves to be clean. And they're scrubbing him. That part happened. In the public, butt-ass naked. That part happened. His first response is, why is he still dirty? And then the guy responds, oh, it's because I'm black. And the guy was like, "Oh shit, a black guy! You don't say." No, that that yeah. that is that part is actually based on history. He got uh, scrubbed down on Nobunaga's request, and uh, then they found out that's just his skin tone, and he's a black man. But something about him also kept Nobunaga around, other than the fact that he was just a black guy. As far as we know, the the anime is probably right that it had to do with his ability. In you know, he's a servant; he's moving things around. Nobunaga probably saw that he's like, oh, this is a fairly physically fit dude who maybe knows how to fight or or is just really proper or something. This guy hella knows how to box. Which that's one thing that is different from the way that the anime... There's a lot of things, obviously, that the anime got different. But one of the things is we know historically that Yasuke was an incredibly proper dude. Like, when it came to, like, manners, he was not somebody who talked out of turn. He was not somebody who used the normal words that, that somebody would use in casual conversation because of the way these missionaries spoke they were very very formal so it's also likely that uh that that nobunaga might have seen that and been like this guy you know he's he's talking to he's talking to people like he's fucking royalty or something but something about it got him in and as soon as he meets nobunaga he starts getting involved in so many fucking badass fights dude all over japan all over 
People are dying left and right. They're getting their heads chopped off. Dudes are committing seppuku. Like, it's insane. This is like right around the Sengaku period, which is basically just like one endless fight between a bunch of different, you know, shogunates. And then it all ends with one of Nobunaga's right-hand men fucking him over and cornering him in a palace, making him commit seppuku in front of basically the rest of his own army. So Yasuke's right there watching his master get gutted. He gets captured, and so I guess from what we can piece together, the thing at the time was you can't give an honorable death to somebody who's, I guess, not like Japanese or whatever, and you can't kill them like the way you would kill an animal because that's, I guess, against like samurai code or something because he's still a person. So they, they just didn't have the option of killing him. So they sent him back to the missionaries, the Jesuit missionaries that they got him from. And then gone from history. Whatever. We don't even know if he had kids or not. So it's entirely possible there are some Japanese people out there that are, <laughs> that are related to this guy. But he disappears. And then that's where the anime decides to pick up. But that also leads to a thing that I don't like, which is that for the first three episodes, they make the church a bad guy. Yeah. But historically, from what we can tell, not only were they very good to Yasuke, he seemed to like the work. Like, from, not even just from, like, the, the Italian dudes that he was with, not even just from their writing, do we know, but from, like, a lot of the Japanese people that were writing shit down at the time that met him, he seemed to be very into this whole Jesus guy yeah. and very into the work. So that part I thought was, like, a weird thing. No, yeah, definitely. That being said, okay, so I'm we got we got history nerd crews screaming at this anime, being like, what the fuck? You could have done something so goddamn amazing with the actual story of Yasuke. There's the other, like, turn off my brain, I like dudes punching dudes shit, who, you know, saw this great historical character basically be turned into Naruto. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking badass. It's good. Just It's so <laughs> off-putting that there's mechs, there's magic, there's you know what it, werewolf women. Do you know what it feels like to me? Hmm. It feels like somebody wanted to make an anime about the black samurai guy and they pulled from literally every anime they liked because there are elements of it that feel like Naruto. One of the bad guys has a fucking stand just like this. It's not explained. He just has like this other ghost dude yeah, that fights for him. Which, which when he meets this mercenary group, they're like, what? Another black guy? Get out of here. And then the response oh, of... He speaks Japanese, too, and it's like, what are they speaking then? Yeah. What is everyone talking? Yeah, because you would figure that, like, everyone's speaking in Japanese and it's just being translated to us. But there is a part where Yasuke speaks in Japanese untranslated, and then the robot and the other black guy and the, the other lady and the bear lady are all like, whoa, he knows how to speak Japanese? Right. It's like you're in fucking Japan. What are you speaking? Exactly. That's That part of Are you, are you speaking English? Dude, everyone speaks English in it's Japan. So that was weird. That was a weird part that for was me. That took me weird. out of it a little bit. Back onto the whole, this feels like a weird amalgamation. The little girl that he's protecting is basically like Goku. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got like Super Saiyans. We've got stands. We've got like werewolf shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have sorcerers. And then there's a fucking mech. There's a robot. Yeah, straight up mech. There's... And there's a shit ton of them too. There's just one that's a main character. Mm -hmm. But 
but you're shown in like the the sort of flashbacks of the yeah. fights that there's like dozens of these mechs mm-hmm. that apparently the Mongolians invented. Yeah, no, this, this shit was, it was just sort of hand weird. wave over that, like, oh yeah, the Mongolians invented mechs and we uh we managed to beat them. They don't even say fucking how. Yeah, it's like we managed to beat them and now we have mechs and it's like you guys beat the guys with the mechs and you guys still thought the mechs were a good idea. Mm. So what kind of wizard shit are you pulling off? A lot of wizard shit. A lot of shit. Yeah, you see, there's a wizard school. There's a fucking yeah. Hogwarts in this bitch. <laughs> but, like, then why is it effective? Why not just use your wizards? I don't... There's a lot... There's a lot... Yeah, th- no. There's a lot of shit in this that does not... It doesn't work in my brain. My I just... I have too much to complain about with it. Yeah. But, again... It's good. It's cool as shit. Yeah, like, I didn't mind watching it. Yeah. Uh, I definitely thought they were going to do more with one of the kids. Yeah. The, one of the kids was like, I'm going to be a master samurai. Because, like, the first episode seems to frame both of the kids as, like, the main characters. And then yeah. they just abandon one the, of one them. One of them straight up. And, then and he, like, the, the end of the second episode. And, like, yeah. he, he pops up every once in a while. But he, no, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't pop up until the end where he comes out with, with crutches. And he's like, what? Just because he psychic blasted me one time, we're not friends. And it's like, I wouldn't want to be friends with someone who almost killed me. Even if it was an act, if it was an accident, sure. But it wouldn't be like. But even if it was an accident, you figure you'd still be a little bit scared. You'd be like, you got control over that, right? Yeah. Like you know what you're doing. You're not gonna like, flip out on me. Like you owe me, hella. Yeah, fuck yeah. Like use your psychic powers to fix the bones in my shin, you <laughs> asshole. But uh, yeah, overall the the show is good. The animation's good. Just, yeah, very much. As long as you don't know that Yasuke was a real person, then you'll be fine. Because then you're like, cool. This feudal Japan had mechs and magic. It. I was explaining to you the reason why it bothers me beforehand that this is an anime based off of a regular dude and it doesn't seem to care about that. Because to me, the example that I pulled out was like, if you made an anime about Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders, right? They did a lot of cool shit. Yeah. But then if you were like, oh yeah, we made, it's based off of this historical guy, Teddy Roosevelt. And then you showed me the trailer and they're using wizards and mechs to fight like the Cubans and shit. Be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> At a certain point, it stops being about Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Might have the same name, might look like the guy, but now, especially in Yasuke's case, where it takes place after we stopped knowing about him. Like, historically, he drops off the map. That is no longer Yasuke. Yeah. Because... Well, I mean, they do refer to him as Yasan. Yeah. Or he mentions... Name. Yeah, but he does the whole, like, Yasuke is dead, I'm a different yeah. man now cliche that you see in Samurai shit all the time. But I don't know. For me, it's just at a certain point, you you change so much about it that it's no longer that thing. Yeah. The the one of so going into one of the things that I thought was super weird is yeah, the little girl has magic. Yeah. It's never confirmed that she does nuke the fuck out of her so called mom. You just see she pushes everyone away. But I mean, she would have died because she lost an arm. You know, bleeding out. But they never really go back to her. They yeah. Just, they just everyone gets pushed away, and that. That's it. Like, everyone else made it. Why didn't her body show up anywhere? Yeah, because, like, Yasuke uh, is like, she died. But it very much seems like he's saying she died because it's also in the middle of his we can't go north, we can't use the river speech. And it just seems like another reason for, like, like he's just trying to say, you know, it's not worth it to go. One thing that I didn't like visually yeah. was when he had his long hair. because he, he looked look- cool as shit in his mm, long hair. No, he didn't. He looked like he was always wet because he had one white strand going down the middle of uh, each. I can see why you would think that, yeah, like, it's supposed to show that his hair is getting 
getting yeah it's but i can see why you, older, you could read that it as looks like, like as his like his hair is wet. wet every it's just like why no, why it bothered me when he did his hair and shaved because i was like he doesn't look as badass anymore he just yeah. kind of looks like a dude but uh, it's it's again if i had to say what i recommend it Yes. Yeah. I would recommend it. The it's a fun good. thing. The action's good. It does do one thing action-wise that I dislike, and I've brought up the, what you know this kind of thing before in the podcast. Uh, there's a lot of dilly-dallying in the fights where it's mm. like, I punch you, you punch me, I punch you, you punch me. There's one fight where they show him go up against like eight different like ninja dudes at once, and he, you know, it's every hit I'm trying to kill them. But it's the one time. Every other time it's like, we're trading, we're trading yeah. blow, blows, we're evenly matched. And I don't like that because it's really cool to look at and it's very showy. And I guess it's neat when they do it in live action shit because it shows the actual skill of the people doing it. But when it's a cartoon, it feels kind of lazy. Even in live action, I still prefer when everybody looks like they're trying to, to kill each other because that's what a fight is. Yeah, You're always, everything, every bit of energy you're expending is with the sole purpose of ending it. So if you hit somebody... It shouldn't be... They did a lot of it with the sword fights where they'd swing at each other, but they'd be swinging at each other's swords to make the claim. But that's not how an actual sword fight works. You swing at somebody's body, and hopefully they block it. But that's not... It, it very much seemed like a decorative piece for a lot of the fighting. And again, it looks cool, but it loses a lot of the weight and a lot of the importance of the fight when it's like, oh, this fight's five minutes long, uh, we're gonna get to about four minutes and 50 seconds in, and then somebody's gonna win. Yeah. Whereas, like, if, you know, the the other fight they have in it, he's fighting, like, seven different dudes, and every single one of them, it's like, okay, I've got seven people against me, I'm gonna go at this guy, all right, now I've got six, now I've got five, now I've got four. He's limiting how many people are attacking him at once to make the fight better for him, because that's what you would have to do. Mm. You'd have to be like, I'm gonna fight a little bit dirty, I'll kick him in the dick, I don't care, but I'm gonna chop their head off or slice him in half or something. To, to limit the chances of me dying, there are quite a bit of fights where it's just like, we're fighting because it's cool to look at mm. and it loses the weight to me. Loses the importance. Yeah, the the mercenary team, there was like one normal person. Yeah. And that was like the girl with the really big sickle. Yeah, she, which uh, she by, uh, by the way, this is not going to be important to uh, anybody except for me, was voiced by Dia Frampton of the band Megan Dia. Uh, and I used to have a huge crush on her when I was in middle school because I used to listen to them all the time. And she's she, pretty. She got domed by a Hardcore! Fucking... Yeah, and the robot guy got Tella sad because, you mm -hmm. know, she's like, we're friends. And he was like, damn, friends. And then he just commits kamikaze yeah. and takes out... Does he take out anyone? I think he takes out the yeah. mechs, right? Yeah, he, he, does. Yeah, he does. He takes out the mechs. But I felt so bad for the Russian shape-shifting oh, bear God. lady. She got the... That, Dude, if she If you were talking about fun. one of the worst deaths that I've seen in an anime... <laughs> yeah. Not even just, like, of, of any anime that we've seen recently, but just in general... Dude, she I rewound fucked. that scene yeah. so many times because I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude, at first it goes from her arm just getting twisted as shit and then just she's fighting her... like six magicians or something yeah. right they're all like they're all like together doing this like weird fucking dance yeah, and like dude, they just fuck using their fucking up. magic and oh god they just twisted her like a wine absolutely toy. destroyed yeah and then like, the only one that makes it out is the other black guy yeah and he, he makes it big because he gets like a shit ton of money. <laughs> yeah, he yeah he becomes like uh, like a shogun or something. Something. Oh, and then one thing that I I didn't like, uh, and this is spoilers, but one thing I didn't like is they show that Yasuke dies, and then the little yeah, girl the little with girl. the the little Goku girl cries, yeah. and it brings him back to life. And it's just I hate like, that. Yeah, just like 
I hate that so much. I hate it when you bring back somebody after like a big sacrifice because then it just makes the whole thing feel pointless. I feel like he should have stayed dead, especially since like historically yeah. we don't know what happened to him. Mm-hmm. So you know, it makes if his story ended with, I mean, obviously everybody's story ends with them dying, but like if it's his story had ended with him dying in battle, it, it still would have totally made sense for the character. Yeah, but maybe they want a season two. I don't know, maybe. But uh, overall, this is one we can actually review, and I, I would give this one like a like a solid eight. I'd give it a solid seven. I give it an eight. Uh, I'm gonna get actually I'm gonna give it two scores. If you just want to turn turn your brain off action thing, that's an eight. If you want a Yasuke specific, you're really into the Yasuke character and you want to watch a Yasuke thing, watch something else. There's yeah. like a four. Yeah. It goes over some things, but even the things it goes over are pretty wrong. Yeah. But overall, this is good. If you want to watch something on Netflix and see some cool shit every yeah. now and then. Lakeith Stanfield, pretty good choice, I think. Yeah. As, as the main character. I always like him in basically everything he does. Yeah. But it, it's... It's good. And I say that knowing full well he played L in the Death Note movie. Mm-hmm. But that, that's it for the episode. That is it. Uh, yeah. If you want to, you can follow us on Instagram at Nakama Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Nakama Pod. You can follow our TikTok, Nakama Podcast. Till next time, we'll see you guys later. Bye.